What a monster. It was a tough battle and you lost. Never fear. All you have to do is restore your game and... What do you mean, restore what game? Your options are... Restore, restart, and Jeb. Motherfucker, I got a Chandra in my Galadesh pre-release. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, CRC or loading disc error. Abort, retry, Fox. <laughs> I'm going to change my account name to a bot retry fox now. I like it. And you have failed your quest again. Do you want to try again? <laughs> your options are no and Talon. That is the... They just ran out of things to say for game overs, didn't they? <laughs> you fucked it up. So there was a brief period of time where Sierra Software was importing games pan. Oh, yeah. And one of the games that mm-hmm. this came that came through with this was a game called Zelliard, uh, which effectively Zelliard is a Legend of Zelda platformer RPG. We've talked about this in the past, haven't we? I'm pretty sure I've brought up yes. Zelliard before. Yeah. Uh, Zelliard is a neat little game. It's just that it has some of the hallmarks of a slightly wonky translation. <laughs> and because the text buffer was tiny, all the characters <coughs> spoke with stilted pauses while it filled in the next line. Right, right. One of those games where there really was not room to display too much text. Mm. So they just, eh, what? I, we speak like robots. It was, it was a Famicom game and it was visually really lovely. So a lot of that... A lot of the uh, engine was doing the heavy lifting in that department, the text second. It wasn't quite Chrono Trigger on the PS1 bad, pretty much. Right, yeah, I mean, uh, a Famicom's a NES, right? I think so, yeah. So, yeah, it does look pretty good for a NES game. Mm, honestly, my, my the only NES game I can consciously bring to mind is Mario, sorry, Super Mario. Um, sure. And it's... Zelliard, I would not have I would not have believed Zelliard came the same as Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> now, obviously, Super Mario Brothers is one of the early games on the, on the Famicom. Uh, that series aged very nicely, though. Yeah, now... On the note of news about Super Mario Brothers, did you all hear that there have been three new records set for Super Mario Brothers on the NES? Were they immediately one after the other? Yes. <laughs> First up, we have a guy who beats the original run by a frame. Then they go back and they check the the visuals and they find that in one instance, one frame lagged by one. <laughs> Two frames. No, which meant that he actually tied the previous record. So he reattempted it, managed to avoid that point of lag, reclaimed that frame, and then someone else. Ah, uh, recl- someone else beat him by one more frame. So sad. This is this is Olympic level timekeeping <laughs> for video game speedruns. Have we gotten to the point yet where we uh, should be judging it not by the amount of time or even the amount of frames taken, but by the difference between you and a perfect robot? Uh, I understand tool-assisted speedruns have been instrumental in pulling the time down as low as it has. No, I mean, like, now we score you as, like, minus one frame, minus oh. five frame. You are this far from perfect. Wow. Because we know what perfect is. That's a really fascinating question. Uh, tool-assisted runs just, uh, in, in especially older games, just go way faster. That'd be easy. Yeah, yeah, that might, it might be the case. You're, you're talking about a difference of minutes. Wow. Because, like, like the- you, tool-assisted <laughs> speedruns involve things like, um, uh, Constantly reloading state in order to to cheat luck. Okay, I had no idea there was anything like that. I thought it was just perfect execution. No, it's it's a recorded uh, set of circumstances of uh, like I know generated. That almost sounds like another category beyond that. Like just just straight up program speedrun. Well, Taskbot is a program speedrun thing, but Taskbot is capable of doing, according to the developers of it, um, thousands of frame perfect inputs a second if they wanted. Mm -hmm. So like for, for them, one second is 1,000 potential avenues for it, and they use this to do buffer coding tricks, um, which is why they were able to program Super Mario Maker in, sorry, uh, Super Mario yeah, no, Super Mario Maker Maker. Into, Maker into the SNES, like interface of making levels in a SNES's RAM, like the whole thing, which at last check they had like 7 kilobytes of RAM for turnaround. Okay, so I'm assuming not the entirety of the game. Not all the visual the, assets. The, the level builder bit. But the level builder. For a SNES level. Yes. Like, I assume there's no information about building 3D levels or anything. No. Okay. No. But they did program a Mario. They programmed a recognizably Mario, which is, you know, Taskbot's pretty impressive. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, thousands of inputs a second, you can do some pretty remarkable things. Remarkable. That's a good word. <laughs> it's a, it, it is an interesting little bit. I tend to, I tend to always catch the Taskbot segment on, um, when they come up on, uh, Summer Games and Awesome Games Done Quick. <laughs> Particularly because the first one I got shown that made me go, fuck, was when they had a Pokemon Blue cart plugged into the Game Boy emulator that you could plug into a SNES. The SNES has the ability to be plugged in with an RJ45 phone cable. It does? The J45 
Japanese <gasps> versions of it could be connected to the phone. Wow. Mm-hmm. And this was this was for like very, very limited that applications. Was, but yeah. it's so, still Yeah, like uh an entire new version of Legend of Zelda yeah. uh Link to the Past. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. <laughs> limited versions. Yeah. You there was an entire downloadable <laughs> But it wasn't like you could plug it into the internet. Getting it to react to the internet is a work of black magic. But that's what Taskbot did. Taskbot coded Pokemon Blue to get an internet interpreter with the data it had through an RJ45 cable and be able to broadcast to it and then it created a Twitch chat client <laughs> in Pokemon Blue. So it was Pokemon Plays Twitch. And they did this <laughs> in-system hardware. Which is just amazing. <laughs> well, in-system for the NES anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, the SNES. Sorry, SNES, yeah. But yeah, it, it, it's just, it's it, rem- it was a remarkable example of just how deep computers can go. <laughs> And this was the the setup for it. They had to avoid letting any of the cables lay across each other because the precise because the inputs were so precise that magnetic resonance from another cable's inputs could mess with everything and ruin it. <laughs> would you not just get extra shielded cables just for the occasion? That would be altering the basic hardware. <laughs> You could put that thing in a cable organizer. That's one of the rules. That wouldn't be unfair. Anyway. legit. Hey, Fox, have you been playing any video games this week? Oh, shit all, really. (laughs) Uh, I I picked up Rune Factory 4 again. Oh, sweet. I can't even remember why. (laughs) Anyway, because I did leave one hanging thread um, where there was a point where I forked a save file Mm -hmm. because I was uh, dating two boys at once. There were too many hot monster boys in Rune Factory 4. Very unfair that you only get three save files. Very unfair. (laughs) Greatest injustice known to a man. Mm. Anyway, it's a long story, but it ends up with I stood up my husband on White Day and (laughs) I am a monster. (laughs) Quite endearing, though. Yeah. It was the worst thing ever. Because, of course, I spent the morning going around and giving presents to everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) And then I went, right, now I'm off to catch a pet. And he's your butler, right? Yes. So he's sitting there at the the house by the front door with a little, with a little, Standing out the front of the house in the rain, waiting for me to come home on on white day. It's still good. It's still good. After all, she gave everyone else chocolate. She wouldn't forget me. I am the worst person. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Mad World starts playing in the background behind him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was the most emotional moment I've had in a video game in a long time when I realized, oh, no, I did what you normally do when I saved after I did the thing. I can't undo this. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, forever doomed to your consequence. They do get really angry. Like, they don't talk to you for a couple of days. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wow. More than I thought. That's more of a repression I thought there'd be. Yeah. I I, I was expecting a sort of like, oh, Vishnal will remember this. (laughs) Vishnal in particular, because he doesn't look angry at you. He just looks sad. He looks disappointed. He looks heartbroken. (laughs) Well, he wants to be a good butler. Part of being a good butler is absorbing disappointment, I guess. No. I thought part of being a butler was like absorbing spills. <laughs> no, that's, that's a that's a wet X. That's part of being a ShamWow. <laughs> Now, uh, is that- yeah, there's a. Hey, no, I don't know which side of the microphone that's on. Hey, the listener, just so you know, uh, the podcast is backing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this is because we're all in a van traveling across the country solving mysteries. <laughs> Ellie's driving. With Ellie! <laughs> he would be a very bad Scooby Doo. <laughs> hey, I'm going to make friends to- with all the ghosts. Thanks to you, listener, our patrons. Yes. <laughs> hey, we've arrived at the haunted mansion. Let's all get out and investigate. The dog is running around in circles and now it's collapsed. Shit. <laughs> Now, I, as far as video games go, I actually had kind of this series of of interrupted failures happening throughout the week. <laughs> um, particularly one series night, I sat- of interrupted failures. <laughs> That's why you can't keep a profile there. <laughs> so I sat down one night this week with Transformers Devastation downloaded series and installed. Of interrupted Ooh. failures. Series of interrupted failures is main uh, focus of our podcast. <laughs> You see, series of interrupted failures is a pretty good description of uh, the American presidency. You two done? Are we okay. ever? Okay. I, have you not noticed how this joke works? We're not done. Continue. I don't want to have to tell <laughs> you people again. No, you see, you can't turn it around. Ellie's driving. <laughs> 
<laughs> Backwards, apparently. I started playing it didn't say Transformers. That, didn't say that he could drive well. So I started playing Transformers <laughs> Devastation. He's going to know some of the shit on that. <laughs> oh, it's just the best to be sitting across the table from Talon at least. I'm doing me wrong. I am back to feeling like the worst person in the world. Good. <laughs> the series of facial expressions. <laughs> hey, I've been mostly good. It was Jeb who was interrupting. No, no, I'm trying to be teach better. <laughs> you, can't, you can't be angry at me. It's my birthday over there right now. You're not helping. <laughs> It's true. It, that is that is true. We're going to have a little fanfare after this, but it's Jeb's birthday. It is in fact the Jeb Day over here. It is the it is the first day of the festival of the Jeb. Yay! Because this is how it works. Every single day in the world is about three days long in total. In that it starts uh, on one side of the date line in that little extension in Nauru, and it finishes the other little extension in the other direction on American Samoa. So effectively, any given day is around for three days worth of day. <laughs> so everyone's birthday is not a birthday but rather a three-day festival where people from all over the world can come and say, Happy birthday, Jeb! Oh, I see. It's like a birth triad. Yes. So, I sat down to play Transformers Devastation, and we had a blackout. Oh, right, yes. I don't think there's Transformers in that game. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. That's that's a, that's a particularly deep cut, actually. Nice, nicely done. But yeah, uh, I, I sat down to play it. I was I was gearing up, and because we had our new internet connection, I could download a game in a reasonably quick amount of time. And I sat down, and boom, all the power went out. <laughs> so I was like, oh, don't worry. I have a new Phoenix Wright game on my 3DS. And I'll go and I'll play my 3DS in the bedroom until such time as the power comes back on. Mm-hmm. And I had left my 3DS off charge. So it's not a good time, Talon. No, it wasn't a good time. It was a little bit fun because the power went out literally as I was answering the door for the pizza delivery dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so midnight pizza by the, by candlelight. <laughs> but yeah, that lasts for about as long as pizza does. And then it's like, and now we just have no computers or anything. Yeah. <laughs> and, now, and now we're bored. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, we are millennials after all. Now, <laughs> uh, yeah, my 3DS was off charge because I took my 3DS out of the house when I went to Moab last weekend, which oh. is why we were absent. Very sorry. This is why I started playing Rune Factory 4 because we had a blackout and my 3DS had not been off charge. Oh. That, now I remember now. You take better care of your 3DS than I do. Well, I do, in that I play it sometimes. Wow. Yeah, but I think yeah. Talon takes better care of his butler than you do. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Ah, ah, mm. Fox. Fox, I have some Google Map directions here for you for all the burn centers in the area. Uh, you're going to need them. Oh, <laughs> But yes, we went to Moab, the mother of all battles, which is to say it's basically one gaming club's three-day hire of yeah. a local community center, and they just played war games all weekend. Good. Um, so much cool series. We didn't we didn't play. We were just selling stuff. And like we didn't sell a ton of stuff because it wasn't really our crowd. It was tabletop gamers, but these are the people these are the people who regard card games as lightweight shit. <laughs> <laughs> these are the people who, when they saw me handling cards, were like, yeah, I used to play Magic the Gathering, but it's for kids as they handled Anzac biscuit tins full of tiny lead soldiers all exquisitely rendered in the correct uniforms. Yeah, you have a train with a smoke puff made of cotton wool. Yeah. You are for kids. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah, I particularly loved the, uh, the, we were sitting across from a table that was playing Warhammer Apocalypse, which is to say Warhammer with gigantic honking minis. It is immeasurably improved by like, I'm going to have five mechs instead yeah. of a shit ton of boring space marines. But it does look a little bit like 1950s G.I. Joe gaming. Like, yeah, everything's, everything's like 12 inches tall and there's five of them and they're going to kick the shit out of stuff. Awesome. Nice. I awesome. didn't think of it like that. I like it a lot. Sounds really good. I'm, I'm on board for it. Yeah. I have often wanted uh, a war game or at the very least tabletop maps that are the right size for uh, Gashapon bases. <laughs> so have, like full-size anime figures moving around there. Nice. If they could, if they had a standardized Gashapon size, that would be a good thing. Well, there is a relatively standard base size. Okay. I always um, like Epic. I always liked uh, Warhammer Epic 40k mm. because of the the variety of scales. Because the the, the standard <laughs> units are extremely tiny, very tiny. Yeah. Like, uh, one and a half centimeter tall. Yeah. Yeah, this is the first time at Moab I had seen 15 millimeter games in full swing. Mm. Yeah, fucking uh, tiny. But, but do you know what else Epic 40k has? There's a reason they put the word Epic in there. Uh, it space has titans. titans. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you go to Forge World, there is a Tyranid Hive Mother for uh, Epic 40k. It costs like $800. 
I don't even know. I I don't know. I want to say I want to say the Forge World Imperator Titan costs like or, uh, is like eighteen inches tall. Mm. <laughs> well, the hive mother the hive mother is two feet long. <laughs> Um, yeah. There's also there's also the uh oh, it, it, 60, like 60 centimeters. Or roughly 60 centimeters. Wow. And there is also they had a Tau dropship of which had a which had a fish name because all the Tau stuff has fish names. <laughs> despite the fact that they Fucking don't come from planet wheel. Well young. <laughs> well, this thing was basically a camper van. Like you could put <laughs> tanks inside it, <laughs> fly it around the battlefield, and drop tanks out of it onto enemy units. Uh, Winnebago shark. <laughs> 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 Actually, Wobbegong is surprisingly like Winnebago, isn't it? As a word. But yes, and and while we were there, we saw a couple of really, because I'm going to let Fox share more about that stuff that she was interested in. But also, crucially, there were a lot of people who, I'm going to I'm gonna go out on a limb here, because I don't know everyone's family arranged, but I saw a bunch of dads. <laughs> and the dads were coming in with their kids, and surprisingly a large number of daughters, who were mostly coming along. And for the most part, they looked around and was like, oh, uh, whatever, this is not my thing. But they fucking love Foxtail and Wobbegong. <laughs> <laughs> so just this adorable moment of a little girl handing over $15 of clenched bills and then saying, can I have this fox, please? <laughs> Pointing at one of the boxes. Oh, it was so adorable. Good. Anyway. Yes. I almost wish we had a more deliberately, deliberately kid-focused aesthetic at that gun because, like, we, like, for little kids, we had just about the only stuff there. Yeah, yeah. Like, kids getting into wargaming, they had they had plenty of ops, but kids who weren't already into it. Well, kids are old enough to work with the figures and everything. Like the, you know, most of them are still in metal minis and you, you're you not even supposed to give them to kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not super safe. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> This, this reminds us of a friend who was telling us last night an anecdote about an orc player they knew who was an effort of psychological warfare would <sighs> lick opponent's dice. Fucking creep. Oh, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, like that, that is, should be that, grounds for expulsion that, from anyone. Yeah. That, is, that is an excommunication from the gaming store. Yep. yep, yep. And our other friend who remarked of like the first time he did that, I would put my hand over his mouth and say, now swallow it. <laughs> The first time someone did that, the first time he did that to me, I would put my fist in his mouth and not do that. <laughs> Tell him to swallow it. <laughs> Don't lick other people's gaming stuff. Yeah, right? that's that's Don't fair. That's touch a other straight up violation. Without... Not okay. Don't yeah. touch it. <laughs> Especially when, you're talking about, people especially when you're talking about miniatures, because that's stuff that effectively represents some people's, you know, hours of work on artwork, and now you're licking it? That's horrible. Well, I mean, he, he did say dice, not miniatures. Oh, like, I'm pretty sure they would get expelled for licking someone's miniatures, because those cost a fucking packet. That said, Fox has indeed considered well, I mean, at times eating the the little uh, battery charms out of our copy that of... That's different! <laughs> out of our copy of Galaxy Tracker. They look exactly like little jelly beans, only... They're deliciously see-through. Ah, they look so good. <laughs> See, when I, when I was when I was younger, the, the policy when we played Magic was like at the gaming stores was always you don't touch your the other players' cards at all. You don't do that. Yeah, that's fair. So late, lately, when I've gotten back into Magic and like watching uh, coverage again and everything, and I see people just reaching over and picking up other people's cards, ah. like, no, don't, no, that's wrong. That's bad. Don't do that. Yeah, the technique I, I got familiar with was, was the spade, where if you wanted to interact with other people's cards, you picked up one of your cards and tapped it with the edge of it. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you wanted to see something or you wanted to move something, you didn't even touch it with your own hand. You touched it with one of your cards. So, mm-hmm. so if you did want to say, no, that goes in the graveyard or anything like that, you at least weren't imposing physically your contact on the cards. I didn't fancy that at all. That's like, like, that. there's an awkward dexterity to that. Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm only used to it because it's a habit. Like, don't get me wrong. My take would be, may I see that? Mm. Or point yeah. at the, the thing and say, I think that goes to the graveyard. Like, there's no reason yeah. you need to touch without asking. Yeah. And I'm remembering back in the, back in like the, the early thousand pro tours, back just starting to get web broadcast, the times where you'd have um, translators standing by the side to translate various cards into languages for the one of the players. Right. Uh, in that case, the player would have, there was no reason to pick up the card. Like Kenji Tsumuro, you know, picking up a card that's written in English, he, he might as well be picking up a horse. It's, it's not <laughs> useful in this situation, but he points at the card and the translator's like, ah, oh, that and the translator is free to move around so you know for me it's always like I have that level of disconnect on treating other people's cards back it just means I'm a lately but that ties into the other game I've played this week which is I was reminded by a good friend that Dragons of Tarkia was cycling out of Magic Gathering Online standard environment which meant that suddenly a whole bunch of cards were going for about a cent each <laughs> 
and boy golly howdy, are some of the cards in Dragons of Tarkir really good commander cards? Mm-hmm. Like, not every deck wants a card called Thunderbreak Regent, but just you're- the red ones. Yeah, just all the red ones. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're glad to have them when you've got them. <laughs> it's a 4-4 flyer for four, and it needs other stuff. Okay, fine. I'm regretting that we didn't buy a few more packs while uh, Khan's live. Yeah, Khan's is definitely going to be uh, held up for me. A big turning point in Magic. I, I'm mm. really very fond of Khan's. Do you, do you need Khan's cards in Magic Online? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'm all right for Khan's when it comes to Magic Online. I am, in fact, speaking about uh, physical, physical cards. cards. Paper. Uh, I yeah. do have a Moto account. Mostly have it because... Because I thought up a joke and I liked it, so I kept it. So, Fox, what's the name of your Magic the Gathering <laughs> account? My Magic the Gathering account is named Corazon Yogurt. That's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That is that is so good. <laughs> well, you see why I have an account now. <laughs> yeah. And it's still, got its wow. it's still got its $10 starting voucher on it. <laughs> Wait, you got your account, it just came with the $10, like, 10 ticket voucher or something? It way, was a long time ago. Way back, way, way, way back when, when you bought a Magic the Gathering account, it came with a voucher for $10 worth of product from the MD store, which you were supposed huh. to spend on a pre-con. <laughs> but if yeah. you were anyone else, you could go, I will happily buy $10 worth of tickets. Or a giant pile of singles. And, yeah. Because they cost, like, two cents each. And now they have the Deck Builders Toolkit, which is, which is nice. And we also have Kaladesh arriving, so... Is the Deck Builders arriving. Toolkit, like, you know, we have a reserve of trash cards you can just take? No, a, de- a Deck Builders Toolkit is an official Wizards of the Coast product, which is a... A box full of trash cards that you can just use. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. And, and you know, not total trash? Yeah, well, yeah. It's, a, it's slightly it better does, distribution gives, than buying that many boosts. Except without things like rares or... Yeah. Yeah. Right. But yeah, it does so give you, you know, it gives you, it does give you the, it does give you the, the basic lands you need to actually play. Yeah. It's like the uh, repacks that you get from the gaming store. Yes. It's a lot like <laughs> buying a bunch of repacks. Here is the piles of nonsense that people have left at our shop after drafting and they've taken their rares and left. Uh, at, at our local gaming store, there is that, back, back in Theros, there was this card that was like five damage to target creature or planeswalker scry two. And it was a rare. I can't remember the name of the damn mm-hmm. thing. Uh, and it, it is a one cent rare at our local. <laughs> local gaming store a wow. physical copy of it is a cent it's like we had so many like you draft them highly it's it's a really good card sure. in limited but it's worthless and constructed <laughs> we got better options all right all right we beat around That's the bush uh, rage, rage, rage of purpose yes by the way yes and it's an uncommon i'm pretty sure major purpose no it's a rare it's 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 triple red and it's if you played it on your turn it's scry two it's that card oh oh uh you should have some theros block if that's faded conflagration I, I i'm not sure now but i do remember very distinctly that it was it was a it was good card and limited garbage and constructed and faded faded conflagration is a is a, a, a rare from born of the gods ah, which okay. is why it's it's why it's a penny it's a, it's born of the gods that set <laughs> sucked <laughs> <clears throat> so, I've been kind of slow rolling this because, yes, Fox? Sorry, uh, just the fact that Jeb referred to it as a penny, I was going to say, actually, ours is worth less than yours then because ours is worth an Australian cent. The, the real challenge of getting it as an Australian is who has a cent? We have to, you have to buy five of them at once, yeah. at minimum. <laughs> We don't have pennies here either anymore. Yeah. Or you could... Canadia... Um, did you phase them out recently or... Uh, last year? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. That's really recent. Well done, you guys. Yeah. Finally catching Oops. up to the rest of the world to realize that a giant pile of pennies sucks. Canadia is one of the <laughs> only countries suck. in the world that has a currency that, I gen- that I'm generally jealous of. Man, Talon and I keep eyeballing our five and ten cent pieces and going, why do we... I mean, we don't really... You know? <laughs> like, really, the only reason to keep any of our coins around is the animals and neat. <laughs> uh, Ellie, that is enough. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm We've arrived. Go... We have to pull over and change drivers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all right, Ellie. It's, uh, it's time for your shift. Uh, you go to bed now. Yeah, yeah. Get him I his... will rest the other driver. Get him his blanket. Because that's, that's what he's doing. He's he's crawled, he's walked up to his beanbag. He has noticed that his beanbag has a blanket on it. And rather than climb under the beanbag, under the blanket, he has barked at the blanket until someone drapes it over him. Because he's a crybaby. <laughs> but it's, I've... So it's, it's because he sleeps on the bed, so I've taught him not to dig in blankets because I don't want him to wreck 
the bed. So now when he looks at his bed, he's like, I'm not allowed to dig in it, but I want it. <laughs> I, you know, I did I this. This moral, is my fault. I have a moral and existential crisis. <laughs> That's exactly what his face looks like too, because I don't know if you've seen a whip it in person, but they, yes, like when, when they're disappointed or worried about something, they just, they are the picture of existential dread. All right. And I've been slowing my roll on this one for a while, but I know Jeb has been playing a game worth talking about. Hey, Jeb, what you been playing lately? I have been playing Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth. That's a game worth playing. <laughs> really good. It appears to be a visual novel, except instead of <laughs> fucking the Digimon, you solve mysteries. It's not a visual novel at all. It's a JRPG. <laughs> it's it's a Digimon game, I guess. I've never played it. I've never even seen a fucking Digimon until this. I'm not sure Digimon exists. First, I didn't even know what the fucking Digimon was. I assumed it was like a Pokemon. Uh, from what I understand, Digimon was this TV show which had a gay couple in it that all my friends grew up shipping. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what Digimon is. I, no, Digimon no is the version of Pokemon where they revert them to being the cute, more marketable forms on a regular basis. Ah. I don't know, but this this game is is weird. <laughs> um, I, I, I would try and describe the plot, but whew, they throw <laughs> oh. a lot of plot at you. They throw a lot of plot at you. Something about the internet, and then there's monsters <laughs> that come across the internet, but the internet is like a virtual reality thing, except it's not. The whole internet? And it is the whole internet, except it doesn't work like the normal, the our internet. It doesn't work like the current internet. It works more like BBS's, but no. it's the future. Okay, but wow. it's the future internet, <laughs> and the internet is still all interconnected, except for when it's not. But, because you're the main character, because you're the main character, because you're the protagonist, which you can be a, a boy or a girl, which is a step over most fucking games. <laughs> uh, because you're the main character, uh, you get attacked by a monster that um, destroys your internet avatar, and because it did that, it turned your physical body into an internet body. Hey! And that means that you can jump into the internet through a TV. <laughs> and so, and so, what is the logical thing that you do once you found out that you can jump into the internet from a TV? Oh, go into all your favorite That's, TV shows. No. <laughs> no. What you do instead is silly. <laughs> you meet up is you meet up with a hacker group and get a special hacker program what? that lets you catch monsters. What? The internet monsters. Posting. The internet mon I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> internet monsters, because that that's part of the game. The internet monsters that you catch will help you use the internet to solve mysteries. Because you are a cyber detective on the internet. Okay, back up. Why am I solving mysteries instead of just taking over my favorite TV shows? Well, because your body is a Apparently the hospital and maybe you're dead. Uh, fine, Dad, that's all the more but reason to enjoy myself. But also, because when you show up in your internet body, uh, this lady detective drives up in her sports car, picks you up out of the middle of the street, and drives away and says, hey, you're my new assistant detective now. Your physical body? Or your, in world? your physical internet body. Your internet body in the physical world. It has this odd tendency to jut, really approach saying interesting things and doing interesting things before turning completely perpendicular to them and barreling off with something awkward. <laughs> Superb. Like one of your one of your cases, you come up to this uh, th this one hacker, and they say to you, what, "By their they they they're they are rebelling against against the 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 mega corporate internet, the the Eden, the mega corporate internet thing, because they are because they had to choose a gender. Oh. That is why they were rebelling. And like, yes, okay, that's cool. That is cool. But but here's how they rebel. Oh no! By scamming people. Off scamming people on dating sites for money. Oh, uh, no! Like, that is super weird. You were almost there. You were almost there. So close. And then gone. Also kind of hilarious that the game makes you choose a male or female protagonist to start with. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Baby steps, I guess. It's, uh, you know, noticing that a thing might happen is the first step to having an informed opinion about it. Uh, it's good. It's fun to play. It's a very typical JRPG. Uh, I do not know why there are so many different of these fucking things. <laughs> There's a lot of these fucking Digimans. One of them is an anthropomorphic testicle, I swear to God. <laughs> Oh, they, they uh, did they get one from uh, Shin Megami Tensei? 
<laughs> I don't think they got one from Shin Megami. <laughs> SMT has a lot going on in the testicular department. Yeah. It has a couple of monsters that can reason go. That's probably a testicle. That's why they wouldn't miss one. Jeb, do you know anything about Yokai Watch? Nope. Okay. Okay. I just I thought I might ask you about it because However, however, yeah. this game, this fucking game, I swear to God. Um one of the one of your one of your little friends that uh, tags along with you sometimes asks uh, finds out that like there are these places where the digital world and the real world are colliding and that makes happen <laughs> and then you have to go through and look for a ghost because there's internet ghosts why not right um sure so that's by far the, the most this, feasible this, kind this, of ghost this, this guy tells you that uh you know you need to go and and try and hunt it down so that we can see what happens stuff and the guy who's with you says or aren't you gonna give me like a, a demon's uh why aren't you gonna see me like give me give us like a spirit seeking watch or a ball to stuff them into <laughs> <laughs> oh, har har, Digimon. I see what you did. I see what you did. I, I only know one thing about... Well, I know two things about Yokai Watch. One is the perennial friend of the show, Jet Grind, does know stuff about Yokai Watch. He's the only one. And, and you know... As, Except all of Japan. There are like six people who watch yeah. it. And, you know, as the only English-speaking person who gives a thundering about it, we could probably invite him on to talk about it. Other thing is, my professor, who is doing honors, uh, is, his kids are into Yokai Watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the game, just the show. Oh, there's a show as well. Because okay. the game they're currently playing is Pokemon. <laughs> but apparently the kids have now ascribed that there has to clearly be a yokai that haunts their dad in the morning until he gets coffee. <laughs> Very, uh, those kids are preparing for the internet age. Yep. It's exactly Facebook humor. Right, now. I, well, look, I, um, the reason I bring it up is because the only thing I know about it comes from Nintendo Badge Arcade. <laughs> <laughs> and it, for all the world, seems to, like, they, they seem to be actual ghosts because the main thing they did was like tell us how yeah you know this one got hit by a truck that's why it's here and I you know then I sort of got it because it looked like just a kind of eh, another Pokemon ripoff kind of thing but the whole point is just like this is like a black humor thing where they're all you know ghosts and you know oh, cute cuddly fun battle critters who died horribly <laughs> it's okay they're fine I gotta fight for you now <laughs> I sort of see the point then, you know? Like all these people who want to think in depth about Pokemon ecology or whatever, and you know, doesn't this mean we're eating, I don't know, Magikarp or whatever? Delicious! <laughs> it should be a game for them. And now it's time for Retro Gaming News! All the news is fit print for the month of October 2009! Right, you like frozen yogurt? Don't ask where I got the milk! So, 2009, a year that was, crucially, seven years ago. Is that when Jeb was born? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> first up, we have probably the first big, endless runner that got attention. Uh, Cannibal. Yeah, I thought I should know that one. <laughs> also, uh, I'm, I'm going to be jumping over a couple of these because I don't think we can actually, you know, get to the bottom of them in some cases because they're tie-ins like and Cannibal. stuff. But uh, there's a game that came out called Um Jammer Lammy. I would have gotten that one. I wouldn't have been able to tell you a goddamn thing about it. In 2009, the PSN release, really? The PSN release of Um Jammer oh, Lammy. PSN, yeah. Um yeah, Jammer Lammy. Ja- yeah. Yeah. It's really uh, like a Parappa of the Rapper sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Well, Lamb. for the PSN. She's got a guitar. Shut my face. She's in, what is she? She's. It's a Sega game, right? She guest stars in something else? Uh, She might be in. Because I don't know if I'm her own game. Leave it to Lammy. And it was by uh, Namco. It was Namco, okay. Oh. I, I hope this means that she shows up in PlayStation Heroes. <laughs> Oh, is PlayStation making a Smash Brothers? It made one. Hey, cool. It did. That's about time. Yeah. It... With all their, their famous characters like Nathan Drake and Kratos. <laughs> and they couldn't and... use Solid Snake. <laughs> 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 Well, they could just give Nathan Drake a Solid Snake costume because, you know, at that point, the, the moral is the only different. I, w- I would argue that Nathan Drake has less of a moral center, but yeah. All right. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> less of a moral center than a grizzled veteran mercenary. Brilliant. By the way, by the way, it uh, it, it has Raiden. Oh, yeah, it does have Raiden. So it's not all bad. And a sack boy. You can have Raiden fight a sack boy. <laughs> it, has Isaac, it has Isaac Clark. Oh, tell oh, me, yeah. tell me, tell me, tell me it has Metal Gear Solid 2 Raiden. Like without any of the cyborg bits. I just, I, I just want to hear how fucking that? salty the fans are. <laughs> I got right in instead of Snake. <laughs> it has, oh, okay, talent, Mr. Retro Gaming News. Yeah. It has Sir Daniel Fortesque. 
Wait, what? It has Sir Daniel Fortescue. From, from, from Ghouls and Goblins? No. From Medieval. Oh, criminy. No one cares about Sir Daniel Fortescue. <laughs> to be fair, no one cared about Pitt when he showed up in Smash Brothers, but that worked out okay for him. Huh. That's, yeah, that's pretty weird. And for what it's worth, people cared about Pitt because Nintendo told them to care about Pitt. That's my point. PlayStation might be trying to do the same thing. But remember this beloved character that you have totally forgotten about? Anyway. I mean, he was a skeleton. A spooky skeleton. <laughs> no, it's goofy skeleton. All right. Moving on. <laughs> the difference? Okay. No, Away from I'm the game sorry, that's not even in the entries this week. Lemmy. <laughs> yes. We had Lemmy. We had a game which is about being made to feel slightly bad about how many jumping jacks you can do by a gray woman. Uh, like Wii Fit? Wii Fit. It's Wii Fit. Yeah. Uh, oh, you remember how my sister gave me back that box of Wii games that I loaned her? Yeah. Uh, Jeb, the Wii is a console that we have in Australia that yeah. we used to like to play on. Yeah, it's got motion controls. Sure. Yeah. Sure. No, it, it's real. Um, and, and she gave me back a few more games than oh, I gave her. So she bought some more and then shipped them back to me by accident. So now I have Wii Fit accidentally. <laughs> No balance ball. <laughs> I don't know what to do about that. <clears throat> uh, we have a tight. I also have some big games. <laughs> well, let's play. <laughs> Uh, we have a RPG tie-in to Spore. It, uh? <laughs> uh, Dark Spore. No! Spore Hero uh, Arena. Oh. <laughs> I'm not sure I believe this exists. Uh, yes, it play a Spore creation, leveling up and fighting, and you the D-pad and A, B, and X, and Y button. This is the list of features oh, it has. it's a game? It's on the DS. Oh. See, Dark Spore is an action RPG on the, the PC. Yeah. That is a Spore Which is now broken. Yeah. Is it like Probably. a Windows thing. Yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah. IGN Pan Spore Hero Arena with a 3.8 out of... <laughs> Thinking about what you said, obviously you said panned, but I had pantsed. <laughs> <laughs> Just they pantsed it. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Next up, we have a movie tie-in for a movie series that really went on too long, and its fans, oh, its hardcore, uh, all fans, of them, its hardcore fans are honestly quite creepy. Uh, and in this Star Wars, still all of them. Well, the thing is, there's actually two that came out on the same day, and I'm forking this. So what, I'm, I'm seeing if I can describe both movies at once. But two okay. movies or two games, two different games, two. the tie-ins, but. But since, since we had a tie-in with Star Wars, yes, one of them is a Star Wars oh, game. Oh, one of them was Star Wars. It was Star Wars, The Clone Wars, Republic Heroes, which if you don't remember it, might make sense because the marketing was handled by Lucasfilm Singapore. <laughs> so if you don't remember it, that's because no one remembers it. Don't feel bad. It was developed by LucasArts Singapore, and it was advertised by Lucasfilm. Oh, so if you missed it, sorry, it seems reasonable. However, it did come out on the PS3, Windows 360, Wii, PSP, PS2, and the DS. Now, the other movie tie-in that's a creepy series that went on too long. Da, 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 da. Uh, Harry Potter? No, not Harry Potter. Not a young adult media at all. Ew. This is an, uh, this is, uh, like, it was seen at the time as a, as a renaissance for R-rated horror movies. Oh. Oh, it's at a Jason in Alien? space. Or... No, no. You're thinking slasher and you're thinking, like, really good sci-fi. No. Uh, think, think is more. Is it a Friday the 13th? No. I know that's definitely slasher. No, well. but you're in, you're in the right general ballpark The only horror ordinary... films I know are slashers aside from Pitch Black. And ordinary humans getting terrible things done to them out of obvious moral. Oh, Saw? Saw? Saw! The video game! Oh, no. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Why does that exist? Because everything gets a movie tie-in. It's not uh, bad. It's not bad. Yeah, the game is... Uh, honestly, the, game, is the game sounds like, hang on, these big elaborate puzzles with gory failure states. That actually sounds kind of an interesting video game. It's not the worst. <laughs> All right. Continuing the trend of tie-in, we have a game that is connected to the most watched movie on YouTube with the video game tag. It is a tie-in to a movie. I have no idea what that would be. Mm -hmm. It's tying to a most kids watched movie. movie on most watched movie on YouTube. I would assume it would be like some Minecraft thing. I'm not Minecraft. That, that's not... no. It, honestly, it's quite the Halo thing. No, no. Uh, the the fact that it's like kids. the fact that it's the most watched on YouTube is one of those yeah. real inexplicable. Wait, what the fuck? kind of questions. Okay, so we should probably ignore that part. Feel free to. Like, if you knew, you, you would pick that up if you knew that particular piece of really weird trivia. Uh, no, it's way too early for that to be the Angry Birds movie. No, but you are thinking about the right level of color scheme. Uh, the movies uh, that this is tied into, there's been two now, there's been one in a direct sequel, and there's probably been a whole bunch of spin-off shorts, which I don't know necessarily. Um, it had finding you're very close, you're in the right producer. Cars? Cars Racerama. Oh, cars, horse. Okay, so you went with the one that has a uh, spin-off feature films. 
Yeah. <laughs> not just spin-off shorts. Yeah. And now, inexplicably, there is a Let's Play, well, not even a Let's Play, but an all-cinematics video of Cars Racerama on YouTube <laughs> that is sitting at something like 215 million what the views. hell? And the current theory is that there is some hacker system just set up to watch these things endlessly to pump this one video's numbers and get it subscriptions or whatever. It, it's a really uh, weird little bit of odd trivia. Parents accidentally think it's just the Cars film uploaded to YouTube, put it on for children and walk away. And because children are stupid, they put it on again and again and again and again. 215 million of them. Well, there's, there's a lot of American in the world. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Just just cold. I what? All right. <laughs> I'm like, this is a legitimate series of not, like, none of them make you terrible or anything. They're just kind of slightly dumb. We all do slightly dumb things constantly. Next up, we have a Jack Black game. <laughs> Brutal legend. Brutal legend. Yeah, it is. Brutal. Sorry, I, I wasn't respecting the umlaut there. Brutal mm. legend. Yeah. Uh, I'm told it's okay. Eh. I also told it suffers from, uh, like, genre confusion the way that a lot of Double Fine games do. Fine. It's a, it's a game that doesn't really take chances and has a lot of ideas. <laughs> doesn't really get there. <laughs> Overall is uninspired. This is just the but, boiler, uh, looks nice. This is just the boilerplate double fine review, isn't it? <laughs> Yep. Like, wow, that really sounds like they've become the DreamWorks of games at that point. Now, 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 we have a game that is a tie-in for a movie that was hailed as a renaissance for R-rated horror films. Wait. And it's not Saw. It's not Saw, okay. No, no, uh, it was a movie. Is this the Blair Witch game? No, no, but you are in the right era of movie. Uh, 2009, you said? 2009. Okay, so it's not The Ring. You Actually, you know what? I'm going to call that close enough. It's not The Ring game. It's Jew on The Grudge. Okay. Oh, The Grudge, okay. Yeah. yeah, in two thousand nine, the, the ring came. Yeah, uh, I think there was a remake of the Grudge yeah. that came out. There, there was an American. Back, there was an American back. remake of the Grudge that came out in two thousand and one. Yeah, but I think there was another remake that came out like two thousand. All right, well, okay, that that would do it because otherwise it was ten years old at that point. That would be pretty strange. Why would you put a copy of the Grudge on a Wii? Oh, because you want to sell it in Japan. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> the Juwan and Ringu series in Panler massive. Yeah, yeah, and the Ringu novels go go way in some weird <laughs> directions. <laughs> Because it wasn't they weird go, to start they with. Go to the, they go to the fucking internet. They go to the cyber future. <laughs> There's a point in the Ring movies where they are moving a VHS tape around Mom. <laughs> <laughs> The ring is amazing. <laughs> Very weird. Very weird. Well, it starts off so muted, and then just, it just oh, these are some nice rails. Where oh my god, where did the rails We're go? We're flying. We're flying. We're taking the train to the moon. <laughs> no, to Mars. Because Riddick came out after Pitch Black. Yes. Yes. Like, Ooh, that's quite. It's like a really tight, clever, low budget, low tech, like legit horror movie with the uh, you know sci-fi bits and then the next thing was a heavy metal album cover with <laughs> fucking Vin Diesel riding a skeleton goat <laughs> with wings <laughs> I fucking hate that fucking movie <laughs> I love that Vin Diesel got just enough clout and got a franchise that he can, like, anytime he wants to make money, he just goes and makes a Fast and the Furious movie and comes back. But in between that, everything he makes is just a D&D nerd going, ah, uh, you're gonna be fucking sick. <laughs> Not a particularly special kind of D&D nerd, like no. a totally boilerplate, no. just like, yeah, nerd shit, man, awesome. Though also, this does mean that at this point, the best Witch Hunter movie that's been released <laughs> has ha- has a non-white guy as the, as the Witch Hunter. So, you know, big ups on that front. <laughs> Next up, we have a game that Fox has already mentioned today. <laughs> Twice? Loom. No. Okay. For a second there, I thought it was going to be Chronicles of Riddick. No, no, no. Is it Factory? No, it's not Rune Factory. It's a game that was hailed at the time as deeply embarrassing for all franchise parties involved. Oh, Mario and Sonic? <laughs> Mario and Sonic go to the Olympic <laughs> Games. <laughs> Sorry, the Future Olympics. Uh, was this, uh, hang on. This is 2009. Yeah, the one I have is Rio, so this is the one before that. Oh, right? yes, yes, yes. This is this is the uh, Olympic Winter Game. In the Russian one? Yeah, in Sochi. Sochi. Yeah. yeah, which is why it has that exciting mini game about finding a poop. <laughs> what? No, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, have that okay. at all. Second, I, well, look, I, go, I wouldn't put that past it if it was <laughs> a Japanese game with a slightly weird sense of, like, they would totally do that. If that happened in Mario Party, you'd be like, sure, they, they could have a mini game about queuing for a port- for a portal loop. They would do that. So, we have a game that's a tie-in to a movie that's a remake of a thing from Japan. (laughs) 
hang on. So, so we did the grudge. Is this Wait, the this ring? Is you did the grudge already. The ring. No, it's not the it's, ring. It's not a horror movie, uh, but it was seen. Okay. It was praised as a new dawn for an old familiar family of animation that would bring a character that everyone loved to a new youth group. Astro Boy. Astro Boy, the movie, the game. I did not hear anyone say that about Astro Boy. I heard everyone say, this the Astro Boy. I love it. And walk away cold and silent. <laughs> And it might have been a decent film. I haven't seen it. I just, it, nobody was happy, it seemed. <laughs> oh, dearie me. <laughs> Astro Boy. Are we anymore? First series I can remember watching where I waited for the moment when the main character got the shit beat out of him every episode. <laughs> Next up, we have a shooter game that was hailed as revolutionary and a big deal, and it got lots of high scores. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this one had RPG elements and slightly racist depictions of the South. All of them. <laughs> All of them. Okay. Uh, uh, this one. Which South? Uh, the American South. Okay. American. Uh, this one had RPG elements and shitty headshots and character classes. Um, All of them. This game framed itself as a as a road trip between two locations where you were stranded because of a failed truck. Uh, this game has an adorable, bracket in, in air quotes, mascot. This game has a lot of spin-offs now. It's got a sequel. It's got... No, it's getting weird. I think it's actually got... No, it's only got one sequel and it's got a Telltale game tie-in. Is this what? Borderlands? Yeah. Okay. Borderlands. I didn't know that was framed as a road trip really? in a truck. Yeah, the opening is you're in it. All the characters are in a truck. Huh. They're in a, in a van and then it, it parks at the location because it runs out of fuel and you've got to go do quests to fuel it up and move on. But at that point, you've already... No, that's not what it is. No. Huh? You're just being dropped off there because that's your destination. Well, I misremembered the opening. You are, t- you are taking a shuttle. Uh, uh, you're taking a bus to the town. Huh. Well, I misremembered the opening of Borderlands. <laughs> I guess it was you very just, memorable you are... and it left an impression. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Actually, no, what I was trying to pile up was the giant list of reasons why Jeb hypothetically could like this game and then going, oh no, but it does it all so badly. <laughs> Does it do it all so badly, Jeb? That game sucks. <laughs> Just checking. <clears throat> now the note it's badly written. The guns don't feel good. Mm, the terrible the, gun the feel. Whole action, the 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 action RPG mechanics just leave so much randomness in in your loot drops that you have to grind in a fucking shooter to get something good to use. Yeah. And then the last boss is a a blob tentacle monster that just sits there while you shoot it from behind a pillar. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not talking about something uh, like a mechanic that you exploit. That's what you do. That uh wow. That's the way it's designed. Yep. You basically fight a door with arms. I thought we'd gotten good at boss fights at this point. That is a topic for a whole bunch of dissertation on my part. Hey, we could have a topic. (laughs) Next up, we have a Wii release game that is one letter different (laughs) from an indie game that was very successful, uh, which was published by THQ... And developed by the developers of one of the Tycoon series. One letter different. One letter from different from a famous indie, indie game. game. Yep. Huh. It's, uh, it's, uh... Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Bro. Buzz. <laughs> uh, the game educates players about animals using facts provided by the National Geographic Society. Uh... uh <laughs> Minecraft. It's, it's droid. Mini games are scattered it's... throughout this game and pose challenges arising in the caretaking of animals, like grooming or... <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's uh cock of ages <laughs> this is an amazing this is an amazing reception section critics reception to this game was muted for the first two months after launch most reviewers Rave story. of december as of 2000 december 15 2009 declined to review the game or give it a score yeah. this includes better known sites like ign GameSpot, <laughs> game trailers one up and GameSpy. the user scores however are generally very positive and its metacritic score is 96 percent lambo all right i'll put you Lambo-lana. i'll put you out of your misery it's world of zoo oh it's supposed to be world oh. of goo yes there was a game called huh. world of zoo. there was a game called world of zoo on the wii which was like a cute chibi zoo tycoon for kids. Oh, that sounds lovely. Which instead of managing money, you have to go and pet the animals. Yeah, so, that sounds great. I kind of want it. Yeah, and it was by THQ in the last dawning days of THQ being so fat on money, they were like, yes, yes, let us get Kanye's music for this scene. <laughs> in their defense, yes. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's the best thing they ever did. I'm still. pretty sure every music choice in Saints Row is correct. <laughs> 
Hotel and just wait until next time when I talk about Mafia 3. <laughs> now, I thought, Talon. I thought, okay, Talon, yeah. Talon, Talon, yeah, the main menu, yeah, in Mafia 3, yeah, all along the watchtower. Oh, <laughs> that's the menu, okay, yes. okay, okay. Now, I thought, I thought at this point, this month, the 20th of this month, had a, was a really stuffed day because that had in its release schedule that had Backyard Football 10, Cooking Mama 3, Tropico 3, Astro Boy the video game, Bakugan Battle Brawlers, Jam Session 2. Secret Saturdays, Beasts of the Fifth Sun, Marvel Superhero Squad, Motorstorm, Mitron Wars, FIFA Damn, 10, Borderlands, Euphoria, WWE SmackDown vs. Raw 2010, and Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars on the PSP. What the hell is Secret Saturdays? I have no There are a couple of really good games there that you just brushed over. Because I don't know them. Like, okay, I know Tropico 3. Tropico's great. Uh, Tropico games are about running your own Banana Republic as as the uh, mm-hmm. as the uh, <laughs> duly and legally elected totally <laughs> El Presidente. With 104% of the vote. And uh, SmackDown versus Raw? That only happened to me once. <laughs> you can? That's wonderful. But again, uh, SmackDown versus Raw, I understand that those are all of a certain base level of competence. Well, they are the they are the base level of competence. Mm-hmm. But then I found that on the 27th of this month, we had, amongst other things, an Atelier release on the NDS. Ooh, is this a remake of Verona where you're adorable nope. too? No, that was a, play, a PSP thing. Yep. So what? Atelier gets... Yeah, I didn't Was notice. that a not remake of... Well, no, was I, it I don't think it was a remake. Port of Verona. No, it was a, it was a new thing. It was it's uh, Atelier Batman. Atelier Annie. Um, huh. Alchemists of Sarah Island. Should look into this. Yeah, and apparently it looks like you play a couple of boys. I don't know if that's. I don't know if I'm just interpreting anime. Almost right. certainly not. Uh-huh. Like I, I'm not saying it's impossible, but the like it. It took basically a million Atelier games before Luigi was allowed to play. Uh-huh. And right. you know, I'm, I'm not really holding this against them. Like ultimately, I would prefer to play a cute, adorable boy who crafts things and fights by throwing potions rather than using a sword but uh you know i it, it's okay to have a series which is always as a fucking rule driven by female protagonists to a super girl which came out on the same day as a game which is lauded for having one of the most unnecessary expensive control peripherals ever <laughs> this game the the game? game no it came out on the same day as a different game oh, okay. which was a rhythm game uh that was seen as the death of its franchise just as the people oh the tony hawk right. <laughs> is so close so close it's this it's from the same it's from the same press meeting of like yeah due to the tony hawk ride and this device we've decided to scrap all of our plans so they say they made one with escape oh there's a tony hawk game which actually has an actual fucking physics game no this is the dj hero turntable oh was it really expensive the no not compared to like guitar hero and stuff like that they they were seen as completely this was the problem The, the, the 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 hero franchise was expecting that we could just sell people a new peripheral device every year. Well, that was a real <laughs> dumb plan. And then they were going to have like a mobile game that was an MMO that would unlock functionality in your uh, peripheral. <laughs> yeah, there, there are some horrifying notes from inside and then they were just like, you know what? Uh, yeah. Between this and the Tony Hawk idea, we might have possibly overestimated people's willingness to buy peripherals. Do they not understand that at a certain point you can't fit more plastic ridiculous games that like... <laughs> you, I've already got a box full of PS3 oh, controls yeah. that takes up too much space. If I had 17 guitars, we would have a problem. DJ Hero turntable is not very big. Oh, it's not quite It's not huge or anything. It's just, it was seen as unnecessary. Like, I don't even know if the game was bad. It's just that people's reaction to it was Blanche. I've heard most people who played it say it's probably the best uh, music hero rhythm game. Mm. And I believe Jet Grind specifically, who was something of a connoisseur, has spoken well about it. I go out on a limb and say it's probably less because of that game or that particular peripheral and just because everyone had already bought like drum kits and bullshit and they were like okay enough mm-hmm. similarly in the same day we also have the release of a JRPG for the NDS with one of the most on the nose names you will ever get it is an old school JRPG that explicitly was trying to emulate the mechanics of a 1990s SNES era JRPG on the nose Radiant Thingamabob no it was called Nostalgia oh <laughs> oh sorry I think you meant on the nose like Ugh. no no just like oh okay Okay, right, you want, yeah, okay. this is what your game's about, right? <laughs> in fact, I have a copy of that. Yes, and you pilot around an airship called the Nostalgia. I don't know, I haven't played it. 
I, I do not possess nostalgia, and I have never possessed nostalgia. <laughs> I refuse to possess nostalgia. I don't super trust JRPGs that are trying to be nostalgic oh, because yeah. a lot of nostalgia seems to translate to. Um, Remember when Cloud was the gold standard character? No, back further than that. But a lot no. of you know, just yeah, the girls are all mages because that's what girls do. Ah, <laughs> here is your hero. He has a sword. Here is his slightly less attractive best friend who doesn't have a sword. But here's something okay, but not as cool as a sword. Sword's cooler. You guys can't do magic. Magic is for girls. Adam J. Shepherd Christ. Yeah. Uh, also, the same day, we also have the release of, in the ter- speaking of nostalgia, a game that threw back to original Diablo, but with all the best parts of Diablo 2 and a much faster pace. Torchlight? Torchlight 1. Yes. See, and also... Can you- Except for the whole multiplayer thing. Yeah. A game that threw back to early Doom era <laughs> arena shooting. Fuck all that. You have a pet ferret who picks up stuff for you. Mm. Torchlight is the best. Torchlight 2 is better. Yes, but, definitely. But yeah, uh, this is also when Painkiller Resurrection Painkiller? came out. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't throw back very well. That that was the not good painkiller? Painkiller Resurrection. Well, any painkiller that's not painkiller yeah. is the not good painkiller. Yeah, pain, gotcha. painkiller got the formula right almost perfectly the first try, and then after spent their time going, well, how do we make it better? Can't. You fuck it up. I remember the <laughs> first it. time I saw painkiller on a shelf, I was like, Did the- this is the most generic <laughs> Such name. Such a stupid, <laughs> embarrassing name for a game. I thought it was surprising that it wasn't, like, drug themed. <laughs> well, that too. But I just, like, I looked at it and I was like, is that supposed to be a joke? And, like, I gather from the first time it yeah. was. Yeah. Now, here are the other games that came out. The painkiller is, pain is one of his weapons. Now, here is. It is a buzzsaw hand. <laughs> Now, here are the other games that came out on that same day. Disney Fairies, Tinkerbell and the Lost Treasure, Drawn to Life, the next chapter, Gion, Ooh. League of Legends, The Clash of Fates, Forza Motorsport 3, Fairy Tale Fights, Ooh. Ben 10, Alien Force, Vilgax Attacks, Pets, Saddle Club, Tekken 6, Ratchet and Clank Future, A Crack in Time, Sim Animals Africa, System Floor, Madagascar Karting, and Ski-Doo Snowmobile Challenge. Oh yeah, am I led to believe that Saddle Club is an Australian franchise? Yeah. I never knew this as yeah. a kid. Yeah, this no, is I mean, fault. I was not a Saddle Club kid because horses, pff, dogs, <laughs> dogs is where it's at. But, uh, I, you know, you couldn't escape the popularity of the series. I never realized it was Australian. Yeah. I couldn't help but notice there were a lot of Xbox 360 exclusive games on that list. Yes, there were. Which has me wondering, like, why did this many games get vomited onto the market on the 27th is of it, October? I don't think... It's really strange. I don't, think that, I don't think that was the Kinect release. No, it wasn't the Kinect release because that would have been a rhythm hell. We've gone through that, remember? And that's also when yeah. Blackwater the video game came out. Right, right, right. Why is there a Blackwater Kinect game? I Is there You're another one? Because I saw something with that name advertised at me on Twitter, a Blackwater game. And, you know, be damn sure I marked offensive, but I... like. I, I, okay, one is inexplicable. Two is like, what the fuck? Well, they can keep paying people, I guess. Ah, not okay with this. Yeah, it's so, so fucked up. Alright. Uh, might have been the release of the Xbox 360 Slim. But... Maybe. But also, at the end of this month, because we're not quite done yet, there was a tie-in to a movie that was really old for, and didn't seem to have any particular impetus to have a game tie-in now, but nonetheless did its best to try and be very faithful to the original, including getting original cast members to provide voices. Is there another Ghostbuster game? It was the Ghostbuster game. Oh, cool. The really quite unnecessary Ghostbusters game. And the pretty mediocre shooter yeah. game. Also, a game about a witch. Possibly, if you believe the way that the media talks about these things, it's the game about a witch. Oh, Bayonetta? Bayonetta. Huh. All of which is slow rolling around. Final thing, which is it's a game that more Bullish. or less kicked at... It's, it's a game that more or less kicked its developer from having a, a very low-level presence to being kind of a triple-A darling on double-A budget. Uh, it was an action role-playing game, originally never expected to get exported from Pan. Um, it started off a franchise and now at the point four, five games strong. It was a game with heavy themes of deceit, both self and other. It was of of deceit of self and the other. It's set in a grim, slowly decaying world. End of all. See, I was going to say Dark Souls, you're, but you said like five. You're close. What's before Dark Souls? Demon Souls. Demon Souls. Oh, you're okay. Hold on. Bloodborne is not technically a Souls game. Eh, yeah. Meh. You did mm. have to use the word technically in that sentence. Mm. I'll look. I'll, I'll mm. give you the technicality, 
but you like if I you can see why like, I, I said can go it. back to King's I can go back to King's Field. They are thematically and mechanically similar. Yeah, but but so, basically my thought was that Bloodborne would not have gotten made if Demon Souls hadn't succeeded, which I know is kind of reductivist. Or if Dark Souls hadn't succeeded, because like Demon Souls barely succeeded at last check until people played Dark Souls. I'm like, there's an earlier one of this. Uh, Demon, no, Demon Souls, Souls didn't. Demon Souls didn't become didn't become popular. Didn't uh, Demon Souls didn't become popular until it was released in North America. Yeah, it was like this. Okay, that's it, what I remember. It was this really niche kind of weird thing that the Japanese audience thought was interesting, but they didn't really connect. Then it came out in America, and mostly through the work of a whole bunch of people who imported it and were just like, this looks interesting, and then wound up loving it. People like Epic Name, bro. Yeah. Sure, sure. And yeah, that was October 2009, which was full of a lot of weird That's stuff. A pretty big month. Yeah. Like, not too many amazing stellar titles, there's a, but... There's a Ju-On and a G-On game. Yeah. <laughs> Those are. Well, Juon, the grudge, and there was another game called Gion, which was uh Oh, uh, is John the original? Yeah. Oh, okay. Juon is the, the the Japanese name. Right, right. right. Yeah. But yeah, uh, so that's that's our show. Yeah, we had a show. We did it. That was the downloadable concept podcast this week. We'd like to say thank you to the listener mon that clearly digivolved the subscriber mon. <laughs> As ever always, that was Jeb. That was Fox. And that was Talonmon. Tune in hopefully next week. Nothing <laughs> should be on fire, we promise. Hopefully. It'll probably be fine. It's fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. Not, not yeah. But Ellie's taking a really creepy looking mansion. <laughs>